Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of the PowerCast. So today I have Carissa Hill with me. Um, Carissa and I have been friends on Facebook for quite a while, but we never actually talked very much or caught up and then she invited me to her birthday last year which was awesome and we were also in a uh, mastermind together for a little while there um, which was cool. So I'm excited to have her on today. She is the founder of the Wolfpack Mastermind. She's created um, amazing uh, business and has an awesome story and I've got her on today to talk about that and talk a lot about community and tribe and uh, how she's built that up and how you can as well. So thanks for joining me today, Crystal. Thank you for having me, Ellie. Cool. So um, can you start off by talking a bit about your story with how, how you started out in business? Mm, yep. Um, well, I like to look at myself as though I am a born entrepreneur, um, simply mm. because my whole life, even when I was a child, I've just naturally turned things into businesses and like just tried to, I'm always figuring out how to sell things. So I feel like it's just always been like a really, really natural um, progression to me to eventually end up as a business owner. Mm. Um, My, I I dabbled in small businesses when I was like a teenager and in my early twenties, my first business was doing like graphic and web design because that was what I enjoyed at the time. Mm. Um, And then I started a spray tanning business um, when I was 21 just from home. Um, I did have a full-time job as a graphic designer, so it was very much a little, you know, side hustle type thing. Mm. Um, but it got really busy really quickly, um, through my use of social media and online marketing and my website and things like that. Um, and I managed to grow that into a chain of three stores. Um, I had my own wholesale range of hair extensions and spray tan solution. I didn't work in any of the stores at all. I kind of worked from home just doing the Facebook marketing and mm. um, making sales and things like that. Um, and then there came a point where um, in my late 20s, I kind of was feeling a little bit restless, a little bit bored. I didn't really know what was next for me. I was kind of a little bit over, um, you know, owning the salons. And I started just making some YouTube videos, um, giving random little business tips and Facebook marketing tips. And because people would always ask me, like, how do you have the business running without you in it? Like, how do you get customers with Facebook? Um, And so then that started taking off quite quickly. And for nearly five years later now, um, I've actually been teaching um, Facebook marketing and how to systemize and hire and set up the business to run without you in it to other um, salon owners and small business owners. Mm. Um, and I've helped hunt, uh, thousands of women now over the years to do that. So, um, yeah, that's what I do now. That's awesome. I can relate with the uh, thing about starting businesses in high school. I used to do kids um, birthday parties at Hungry Jack's and then I thought I can do this myself and so I started doing kids birthday parties on the weekends outside of school and outside of Hungry Jack's for like my teachers kids and grandkids and dressing up that's amazing pirate (laughs) yeah had like flyers and business cards at like 15 (laughs) yes that's the best yeah um so there's a couple of cool things I wanted to talk about, like touch on from what you just said. So the first one is a lot of people struggle that I see and obviously you would see as well in taking themselves out of their business because of control, 
because of control, because of um, thinking that they can, they're the ones that can do it best and trust issues and mindset mm-hmm. and so many different things. So yeah. did you experience any of that and what did you go through to be able to pull yourself out effectively? Mm. Um, I feel like I kind of got really lucky in this regards because so many, and you're completely right. Like so many of my clients that I talk to, they've been working in their business so long that they feel it so difficult Mm. um, to step out or to trust people to run it the same way that they would or, um, and yeah, you're right. It's all either like ego or mindset related most of the time. People think nobody else could do this as well as I can. um, But that's absolutely completely false because it's been proven time and time again that they can. And there's even people out there who could do it better than you. Um, (laughs) um, But I guess I, I was very young when I figured this out. Like I was 22 when Mm -hmm. I hired my first employee Mm -hmm. and I trained her up and I realized there was this point where I was sitting in the shop, like just doing something on Facebook or chatting to a client or whatever. Um, She was doing all of the work. The customers would come in and see her. She was answering the phone and I was just sitting there like literally doing nothing. And I was like, I don't even have to be here. Like, (laughs) why am I here? (laughs) And so I went home and I was like, you know what, I'm going to just go, like, are you okay? I'm going to go because I don't really have anything to do. Um, yeah. And I'll just, you know, do some of the marketing stuff a bit later on or from home. Mm. Um, and so I did that. And very early on, I realized, okay, I can own a business and not actually do the work. Yeah. Um, and so then, but I'd had so many challenges, like becoming a good leader. So, you know, I didn't know how to be a boss. I gave people too much freedom and they walked all over me and they even stole things. And then I became the opposite and I was really micromanaging and controlling because I was fearful of being stolen from again or lied to. Or, um, and then I, you know, I would pay people too much and they'd get weird and then I'd pay people like the bare minimum and then they'd want more. And so like, I've just, I've made all of the mistakes. Um, but I finally figured out, you know, what it takes to be a really great leader and then had just such a great team that can, that actually wants to do a good job. And, Mm. um, so that's now one of my, um, really big passions. I love helping people to, um, you know, become, become the person you need to become, to run the business that you want to run, basically. That kind of yeah. rhymes. <laughs> How did you learn that? How did I learn that? Oh, a lot of trial and error, a lot of study. Like I'm, I'm definitely big on finding mentors and coaches that specialize mm-hmm. in things that I need, I know I can improve in. Yeah. Um, so I guess lots of it's come from experience, but a lot of it has come from other like, you know, programs and mentors and coaches yeah. and things that I've worked with. Um, but yeah, a lot of what I teach is based on self-experience and I really try and help people to avoid making the mistakes that I did by yeah. f- changing the way that they think earlier on. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. And, um, and, and I went through that as well. I had, uh, yeah, I've had all of those experiences too <laughs> with stuff and it's like, you've got to, you've got to see yourself as a leader to be able to, to lead a team, not manage a team, but lead a yeah. team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's all a learning experience. <laughs> oh, totally, totally. <laughs> um, and you, you mentioned before as well around you got to kind of like your late twenties, and then you you were wondering what's the next steps, and there was that kind of phase of 
you know, doing something different or growth. How did you get clarity on, um, on what it is you wanted to do next and how did you then transition into that? Yeah, um, that's a really interesting question. And I, I believe kind of it happened like really naturally or organically and I didn't really plan it. But then I also, I really loved watching people's YouTube videos like um, Carrie Green from Female Entrepreneur Association and uh, She Takes on the World, Natalie McNeil and like Marie Forleo and people like that. I, I was at a stage where I was watching a lot of them and part of me was like, I want to do that. Like I, <laughs> I kind of wanted to like have my own little YouTube channel or something, but I was so terrified of doing it. I had no idea how to start. So um, partly I just started doing it for fun. I didn't actually understand the online business model at all. I just thought they were doing it for fun. Like I had no idea how it, that it was a business or even that they were making money from it. Um, and so I just started making videos for fun, just giving advice and giving tips. And then um, someone offered to pay me to teach them how to do something or to kind of coach me. And then I was like, Oh, what's this business coaching? Like this is, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> and so then I started, um, researching that I, I took a course. I took a couple of courses. I worked with a couple of coaches to help you become coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, I dabbled in one-on-one coaching for a little while, but I quickly realized I didn't actually really like it because once again, I've always been the person that prefers working on the business in the business and I yeah. felt like I was then working one-on-one with clients again so yeah. um, then I decided to launch my a little online course because you know I realized I was telling the same the people my clients like the same things over and over again so I was like you know what I can put this into videos and save myself time yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. and did my first little like online launch without really knowing what I was doing signed up I think like 18 people to my course and was like well, that's cool. Like, I'm going to do that again. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, since then it's grown to like a, a almost multi-seven-figure business and we've got a following of like 16,000 people in my Facebook group now and it just mm. keeps growing. It's, yeah, it's pretty cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. What, what's the difference between, you know, getting to – there's a lot of people that are trying to get to six figures, multi-six figures and then seven figures – do you see that there's clear kind of difference in mindset and strategy or I don't know anything yes. to go from those three jumps? Like what, what's the biggest things that you've learned in those different stages? Absolutely. Because, um, and this is why I've actually had my online course, my Wolfpack mastermind course for like four years now. And mm-hmm. this year we actually decided to split it into three levels, mm-hmm. one for startups or people without a team, one for people who are just hiring or have a team and one for people who have a team and are not working in the business because they are so different mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and they need different levels of help and they need different levels of support and different trainings. Um, and it took me a long time to kind of realize that, um, But yeah, what I find the most is when people are really starting out, like, um, I think it is kind of like the hardest part of your business and like it is when most people will either go all in or give up or, you know, change their mind or their business model, like many, many times trying to figure themselves out. Mm. Um, but a lot of, a lot of fear, a lot of doubt, a lot of, um, a lot of ego. I really try and help people to get like not get rid of their ego because that's impossible, but like control their ego rather than letting their ego control them. Yeah. Um, and 
and it's just there's so much unknown at that stage because you haven't been through all of the the things that you have been through after you've been in business a few years and you've you've realized that hey this is actually really hard and there's a lot of um <laughs> you know yeah. emotional emotional ups and downs as well yeah. as financial ups and downs yeah. um and so yeah i think it's you always and there's that saying you know new level new devil every time when you get to that new stage so like you know you hire someone you're like yeah you know I'm a boss I've got extra help now we can make twice as much money because we've got you know two people and then there's like all of the things that come with being a leader and getting the most out of your team and um and then when you step out of your business you've got to realize like oh you know what do I do now like this this whole another level of what I should be working on so um yeah they're all very different I think absolutely mostly mindset is the most important thing um Mm. as well as you know, technical things. But when you're a startup, I think the most important thing to do is master your marketing and sales. So you can grow to the point where you are making enough money to then, you know, hire someone to to start helping. So yeah, Mm. totally. And I think as well, if people don't have their mindset mastered, if they're not working on that, when they start hiring people um, and free up that time, then they just try and fill that time with more stuff because they don't believe that they deserve to have time or they don't see themselves as good enough or as a leader or so many things. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's so much that comes into like the amount of work I've done on shifting beliefs and like affirming, like becoming the person that I wanted to become and letting go of all my old patterns and self-sabotaging thoughts and behaviors and things like that. Like it's a never ending journey. Um, You know, you're always working on it. Um, But it's so important. And like you said, I think if you don't have the support, that self-doubt can creep in when you're going up to the next level. You're probably about to hit something that's like epic and have massive wins and transformation, but you can feel like it's all falling apart. And if you don't have the support of a mastermind or a mentor or uh, the mindset, then you can easily just go give up, you know, because it yeah. can feel hard. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Totally. So what do you feel then, obviously having so many people in, in your free group and in your mastermind, um, what are some of the things that you've done to be able to um, build that? And also uh, why is tribe and community so important? Yeah. Um, well, I, the things that I've done to kind of achieve that, I guess, is really, yeah, really getting clear on my, um, you know, systems and hiring the right people for the right roles. Um, that's very, very important. I'm very aware that I can't do everything myself or get to the level that I want to get to without support. Um, so I, I try and focus in my zone of genius um, area as much as I possibly can, which a lot of the time is actually not doing much at all <laughs> because yeah. my biggest strength is coming up with the ideas. And I know that I can't come up with the ideas if I'm busy, busy, busy doing things. So mm-hmm. I have to have a lot of time just sitting, thinking, journaling, reading, mm-hmm. um, you know, talking to people, all kinds of things like that. So, um, and I have a really great team. I think we've got 10 people on our team now. Um, anywhere that I realize that I'm like stressed or feel uncomfortable um, mm. with certain things in my life or business, that's usually a clear sign to me that I need to look at bringing someone on to help with that. Mm. Um, so I think that's a really important thing to do if you want to, you know, keep growing, stop trying to do everything yourself and look at, well, actually, 
what could I bring someone on to help me with? And it does not have to be a full-time position for each thing. I only have one full-time person on my team. Everyone else is like casual um, and they do around 20 hours each. Um, So that works really well for me. Um, As for why I believe tribe and community is so important, I don't think anyone's ever asked me that specific question before. Um, But I think it comes down to the impact that you want to make and how much you want to help people. Like for me, my biggest motivator in business has never been the amount of money that I want to make. I'm actually not motivated by money at all, unless there's something specific that I want to buy in which time, like, like a house or something in which case that will motivate me to like, all right, I need this much money by this time go. Um, but just making money for the sake of making money doesn't excite me at all. Um, but I really, really love helping people. Um, I really do. So my free, uh, my free Facebook group called coffee with Carissa, I actually started that completely for fun and I didn't even monetize it or even try to sell anything in it for the first two years. Like when I made the YouTube videos, it was just like, here guys, I just want to give you lots of tips and help you. And I want to find out about you and what do you need and what are you struggling with? And can I give you something that will help with that? Um, and I think that's a really important thing um, to keep in mind that if you want to be really successful and get to a higher level, there has to be, a bigger purpose or driving force than just money and success and physical things. So, um, you know, I, I want to keep growing my audience so that I can keep growing my impact and yeah, um, my brand. I'm actually, I think I'm more motivated by like growing a brand than growing <laughs> yeah. a business. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It's interesting. I was going to mention about your brand as well, actually. <laughs> uh, I, and I think as well, like you you said before, you've got almost multi seven figure business. And I think it's yeah. cool because from what I know about you, most of your stuff is, isn't super, super high end um, packages. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is, is low end things and you've built it from that and so many people say well to make seven figures or multi seven figures you've got to have you know a fifty thousand dollar program or a you know do super high end or one-on-one never Um, had anything close to that (laughs) and it's cool that you've got a lot of low-end stuff you've built a massive community you do it through giving value and and giving back and um and like you said the the lack of one-on-one as well so yeah really just create your own rules and do it based on um your personality your lifestyle and and giving back which i see you yeah yeah um that's so true that's exactly what i believe everyone should do like you know you've Mm -hmm. got to discover what you like and what you don't like and what your strengths are and like i don't mind a little bit of one-on-one but it's certainly not a not what i want to do a lot yeah Well, like you said before, it takes the time away from being able to think and come up with the ideas and give back mm. to yourself as well. Yeah. Mm. Um, which all of that really ties into the way that I see your brand as well. And um, I think with your brand, you just really are yourself and you show your personality through, you know, the way you dress, the way you look, the things that you put out there. Um, can you talk a little bit about about that about your branding yeah i can actually because i think this is a really interesting story like it took me a long time to figure that out it really did because when i started out as a um you know turning myself into a brand as opposed to having a business that was just like a logo and i was just the owner of the business no one really knew who i was in the beauty Mm -hmm. salons like i didn't 
I wasn't on camera. I wasn't anywhere. Like um, I liked to just kind of be behind the scenes and do the marketing and stuff. Mm. And then when I decided to put myself out there, I'm like, who am I? Like, how do I, how do I do this? What do I wear? How do I talk? Do I have to write a script? Like (laughs) so many things to go through and like freaking out about, you know, what people are going to think of you, what they're going to say about you. There's this huge Mm. fear of like negative YouTube comments because you see them everywhere. Um, But I also knew that it was something that those people had just overcome or had to overcome in order to get to that level. and so I, I literally tried so many different things. And like my first coach actually told me like, oh, you should be like this lady, like, you know, talk like her and present like her and go and do this speaking course and read this book and wear suit jackets and oh um, have this kind of background <laughs> and you know, all of those kind of things. And I did them because I didn't know any better and, you know, I just wanted to try it, but it just felt so off and so fake and so mm. almost cringely, like cheesy. Like I didn't want to watch my own videos back. Mm. Um, And then I got to a point where I was like, you know what, when I look at what makes me feel more comfortable and when I get more into like a flow zone, I have no script at all. I'm just wearing whatever I normally would wear on day-to-day life, like out with friends or whatever. I don't get super dressed up. I don't go crazy with the makeup and the jewelry because I don't do that in my everyday life. And so... um, and, you know, I used to have long brown hair and now I have this hair, but, like, you yeah. change over time. Yeah. Um, and so I think my brand just changes as I do. Um, and I feel like there shouldn't have to be any specific, um, you know, formula or rules or anything about it. You just – sometimes you do have to go on that journey of discovering, well, like, who am I? What do I actually mm-hmm. like? How, what do I, what, what I want to show to the world of myself? Um, but I think it's just something that the more you can just figure out who you are and just show up authentically as yourself. Like I don't worry how many times I say arm or like, or, you know, (laughs) they're my top three Um, anymore. I just, just go with it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And I think the biggest thing from all of that is just be yourself. Like, yes. Yeah. Uh, And I think as well, you said that you're quite an introvert. So how did you then go from being behind the scenes to being like, Hey, this is me and I'm my brand whilst being an introvert. Cause I know some of my clients and followers are like, but I'm an introvert. How do I show up and be the face of my business or put videos out there? They're scared to yeah. do that and don't know how to do that as an introvert. Yeah. It's really interesting. I think I look at myself as like, an extroverted introvert because I really do love people and I love talking, but in very small doses. (laughs) So um, I definitely can't do it every day. Um, I'm mostly, and that's one of the reasons why I set up my business to run without me in the first place. Cause I'm like, I can't handle being around people every day. Like I love just being at home in front of my computer. Um, I really do. Or at a cafe or something like that. Um, But I do love people. Um, But I think it just comes down to like, once again, I think it's, you've got to let what's most important to you drive you. So I realized when I had that fear of like, oh my God, I'm going to be on camera. What are people going to think of me? Blah, blah, blah. I was not focused at all on actually helping people and sharing my message and sharing my experience and knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, I was all focused on myself. And so when I stopped thinking about that and I thought, well, you know what? I know that Jane has this problem that she's struggling with because she told me 
I know the answer to that problem and I can really help her by sharing this. Mm. Um, I have to show up and share that mm. with her. Yeah. And therefore it's going to help other people that have that same problem. Mm. Um, yeah. So that's what I let drive me now. And I've actually come to realize that that's my best work style. Like I'm not someone who can force myself to work at any time. Like I really can't, but yeah. if, someone has been like, Carissa, help, I have a problem. I'm instantly yeah. like, all right, I'm on, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's so, like inspired action from flow and, and like you said, yeah. tied into your purpose and helping someone. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I think I'm very much the same. I'm quite extroverted, but if I'm around too many people, it's like, no, nah, I need my own space. Like mm. last week I caught up with people like pretty much every day and this week I'm like... I'm just going to stay home. <laughs> I actually like totally burn out if I'm with people for more than like, I don't know, like three days maximum. Like if I go to a three day event by the end of that, I'm like, I need to hide for like a week. Like <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. my maximum. <laughs> I, I think that's a really good point as well on like inspired action and flow. Like your business doesn't need to, you don't need to work nine to five. You don't need to do this list of 10 things every day to be successful. It's like, yeah. and I guess tying into that as well, um, I'd really love your thoughts on the diff how to balance working from flow whilst also having some strategy and structure in your business. What's your thoughts on mm -hmm. that? Well, first of all, I try to delegate as much of strategy and structure work to people who actually mm -hmm. are good at that. So, yeah. you know, my personality type is very, I need a lot of variety to be yeah. fulfilled. Like yeah. I cannot do the same thing more than like two days in a row. Yeah. Sometimes even one day ever. If I have to do one thing and then the same thing the next day, I'm like, I do not want to do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah. so for anything that does need to be done repetitively, I quickly systemize and outsource that or hire someone to cool. do that. Um, I really love being creative and yeah, coming up with ideas. And so writing posts or making images, um, you know, recording videos and things like that. I'm quite into spirituality and things as well. So I share a lot of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and, but there obviously has to be some things that I do every single day that to keep me in that kind of zone. So, and while I've tried very hard to have a morning routine, which every single one of my coaches and mentors has told me I must do in order yeah. to be successful, I can't do it. Like, I mean, I can probably if I was to force myself to, but I don't enjoy it. So um, I do my journaling every single day or almost every single day, which means I write down, you know, my thoughts, my feelings or how I want to feel. Um, I'm really big into like, you know, writing your story in advance as if it's already happened and using manifestation and law of attraction and subconscious mind and all of that stuff to yeah. bring it to life. Um, I feel like I need some like alone time every day just to sit and think. Um, so sometimes that's going for a walk. Sometimes it's just sitting in my office with a cup of tea. Um, sometimes it's just sitting in bed for like 10 minutes before I get up. Um, my husband usually does my, I've got a young a toddler. And so he usually does the baby breakfast time and I do the bath time at yeah. night time. So I get that little bit of time in the morning to either read 10 minutes of a book or sit there by myself. Um, and I do try and exercise. Um, yeah, I definitely don't do it every day, but I do like two personal training sessions a week and try to go for a few walks. Yeah. Um, 
that's basically all I do repetitively. <laughs> yeah. yeah, awesome. That's cool. That's cool. Um, so I guess, are there any last tips that you want to give um, to, to people watching and what exciting things do you have coming up over the next few months or so in your either business or personal life or both? Yeah. Um, I guess what I like to share with people the most is to always remind yourself of why you're doing what you're doing. It can be sometimes very easy to forget that and get caught up in the day to day, what needs to be done, how much money needs to be made, what do I need to pay, you know? Um, so I think it's really important to remind yourself of that frequently. Um, I think always be learning too. So whether it's reading books, taking courses, joining masterminds, working with coaches, I think it's very important um, to, because there's always more stuff to learn. So if you fall into a trap of, I know enough about this, then you're kind of dooming yourself, <laughs> I suppose. Um, and surround yourself with people who want to see you do well. Mm. So whether that's a Facebook group or a course or like people where there's support, like somewhere where there's supportive people, positive people, mm. try and remove any kind of negative complainy people from your life. Um, <laughs> it's just not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> and don't, and don't be one. <laughs> yes. That's right. Yeah. See, I realize every time I complain about people that complain, I'm complaining. So I try. <laughs> I'm so aware of it. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, I'm in order to, if anyone wants to connect with me or anything like that, I've got so many free eBooks and courses that I've written on like helping people to grow um, or like use Facebook marketing correctly or tips for systemizing and delegating and things like that. Um, mm. On my website, there's uh, carissahill.com.au forward slash freebies. There's a page there with lots of cool free stuff. Um, and I've got my Facebook group, Coffee with Carissa, where I'm always putting all kinds of things in there. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I'm loving your post in there. Yeah, it's awesome. I'll pop any links underneath this as well for everyone. Cool. Well, thanks so much. It's been great chatting with you and I'm sure everyone oh, will you. get so much out of that as well. So thanks. I hope so. <laughs> thank you. Cool.